This meeting is being recorded. Oh, yeah, that's a good DP. How's it going, Grotto? We're back. It's Saturday morning when you're listening to this and uh, had a little bit of a slow week, but we're uh, ramping up free agency, getting uh, spring training in swing. Luch, Crouton, how are you feeling? Doing well. Doing well. Excited. Sorry, you just said how are you feeling. I'm going bureau. <laughs> you're awfully quiet over there. Am I? Am I? Am I away from? Canada? No, the volume's good. No, oh, the volume's good. Just I, I, I'm used to you being more. You know. Oh, I didn't want. I mean, you know, you do you. I don't want to oh. step over everybody. <laughs> Not at all. So, yeah, we had an exciting week. I guess. Let's see. We did a lot of 33 interviews. Talk about that. Yeah, you want to hit on that first? Uh, how did your calls go, guys? Good. Went well. That was an interesting conversation. I thought he had some good questions. I think it helps people maybe think about, you know, their place and what it is they're contributing and why they're here. You know, not terribly dissimilar from the questions he asked the broader grotto, but it was good. It was it was interesting to think about it, um, and gives you gives you an opportunity to kind of assess how perhaps you can be a better ambassador for the project, you know, in the, in the coming year as well, which I think is good. That's what I took from it. What about you, Luch? Uh, I felt a little bad at first because I was waking up from a nap. And so a couple of the questions up front, I wasn't like on. <laughs> and like I had to follow up with him later. It's like, oh, hey, man, like this was definitely more. But it's like funny because like, man, it sucks that my am I too loud now? Because I brought the mic way up to my mouth. So no, you're great. Um, it sucks because like it's like, what did you enjoy most last year? And it's like, well, I had COVID in New York. Like it was like, uh, it sounded like everybody had fun there, you know. And because I, I was in a room in the back, and I'd open the door and hear music, and then be like, I'm gonna go sleep 20 more hours, you know. <laughs> like, um, uh, you know, I, Miami was great, but it was just kind of funny because like a couple of the questions were like, well, but, <laughs> well, but, but no, it was uh. A fun little walk down memory lane, and I'm excited to see how some things shake out with that. Like, I wonder who his other interviews will be and things like that. But yeah, um, new 33s, old ones yeah. moving out. So that'll be fun to see who uh, who the new cohort is. But it was fun to see corporate threes a little bit, where you're doing like a post mortem of the past year, doing like a retrospective. Um, some of those questions I weren't ready for either. I was like ready for just a regular conversation with threes. And it was much more business-like at the beginning. And then, you know, but yeah, good to get those on the books. And I like, I think it was Blue Orgy had the idea of convening us every couple of weeks as a group and kind of uh, just talking through stuff as like the, the council. Uh, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. It's interesting. I almost wonder if the, I, I, it's good. I mean, any, anytime you engage a, a tier, right. Like LFG, proper is swipe holders um a 33 level works but it's also like almost that's almost owners chat <laughs> like and i feel like we should have those a few more times a year um but it'll wind up just covering that as well so like it, it, like it'll probably hit a mostly a best of both worlds on that <laughs> um any any time you have a, an ability that would exercise things we have like that it's a good call so that was a good suggestion and you guys are both uh on the free agency train, sending offers out to people. Love to see it. We had some uh, new entries to the grotto this week. It was, did that come from the Tez talk? Um, great podcast, by the way. You guys should go check that out. I, I enjoyed that. The Tez, uh, the YouTube one from yesterday. I missed, I was I was on team, didn't, didn't get the timing right, but I was also busy. It's work's been a thing lately. Did you listen yeah. to it yet? No, but feel free to spoil. I all oh. I know is like what he talked about, where he's like, "I was peppy." <laughs> well, the the lightning round was really compelling, and maybe we should start doing a lightning round on our own pod. I love lightning rounds. I was gonna say, yeah. what I, you know, not just the questions thing. I'd be interested if people have, like, if we have like five to ten minutes for anything like general pop culture, or other things that people want to hear our opinions on or stuff week to week. Because honestly, all I want to talk about is how good Jason Momoa was in Fast X. I haven't seen it yet. Well, right, but it, Jason Momoa is awesome in it. He is a, he is acting he is acting in a much better movie than he's in. Um, hmm. 
but no, just things. I'd just be curious if there's any like side stuff. Um, especially on these weeks, like we're going to talk about with like next week, we're we'll be a little content light. But. So yeah, submit your questions. You know where the form is. It's in the description. But not even, not just questions, but like if you, if there's something we should incorporate into here a little more occasionally, or be segments, suggestions. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to use the questions form for a suggestion, that's fine. Co-op the hell out of it. Yeah. Right. So I guess yeah. Uh, free agency. We had. Exciting. We have. Um, you know, a new new entrant to the grotto, Ely Trader. Up a swipe. Have we clarified if it's Ely or Ellie or? I was Eli? told it's Ely. Ely. I was told Ely. Okay. Um, if if that is incorrect, apologies and blame threes. He told me that that's pronounced that way, so I'm gonna I'm gonna blame him. And since he doesn't listen to this pod, I feel like I'm in the clear. It's not gonna interrupt any uh, negotiations you might be having. <laughs> no, he, he's he's a cat mom. Well, seems to be headed. Offer. He's he got, seems to be. He seems to be headed. You're right. It's not. He's got seven hours. That's right. Picked up a quad today. Did he? Yeah, about 10, 20 minutes ago. He's on a warpath. He's uh, making making some good moves there. Um, you know, a swipe. He's putting quite a few offers out. Yeah. Uh, looks like he's going for some cardinale here, nice. and uh, a stan and. Uh, Thank you, X. So he's uh, a man on a mission, it seems. Yeah, I would advise with the stand, just pay market. Uh, we value stand very highly here. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, aside from Ely, obviously, Katarina, we all know and love. And um, Pat Chit Chat. I believe those are the three, right? Uh, that's what I remember, yes. So yeah, it's uh, an exciting prop of free agents, and those will be added to the uh, to the people that came in earlier. You know, obviously the uh, the Ordrexes and uh, Bay Neckos, et cetera. But um, walking yeah. the chains, we got several. Yep, yep. It, uh, it's funny though; they're all technically uh, rookies. But yeah, it's been so a we've long had rookie some season. very tenured rookies with yeah. the way the gap between they're, seasons has worked. <laughs> Some of them are long in the tooth, these rookies. So, yeah, yeah that's good. They're, uh, they'll it's be like 80s extremely... rookies where, like, they've got the full mustache and a bald spot. Uh, I know you're not like in sports, but like, if you ever look at like 80s athletes in those 70s, like, they're just like grizzled old men. And it's like 22, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Arn Anderson was 48 for like 40 years, uh, as a pro wrestler, you know, like Hulk Hogan looked younger 20 years later than he did when he debuted. Like it just something about that time, man. Yeah. Well, you know, that's probably back when you were still like smoking cigarettes in the clubhouse and whatnot. So, you know, it was, it was a bit of a harder life. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl Strawberry had some interesting habits too. Mm -hmm. He would have played for the elephant, man. Daryl. Oh, yes. Lifestyle. Uh, the, uh, the the fact. I mean, if Threes had known that Ratro would have been buying the season nine team much earlier, <laughs> he would have needed to just use all eighty five Mets or eighty four Mets. Because <laughs> holy, that is the most dead on uh, comparison. I've just been doing a rewatch of Brooklyn Nine Nine. And there's an episode where there's like rats in the police station and the rats eat the evidence. They're in the evidence locker and they eat confiscated cocaine from the 85 Mets. And they're like, dear God, those rats have just eaten the most pure form of cocaine known to man. <laughs> like, <laughs> good job. Yeah. Elephant, that's so fucking spot on. Do you guys know off the top of your head when the season nine award card was minted? I'm gonna start. See, see the series nine you said. Mm -hmm. Mari Williams or the gonna, team or the. I'm gonna guess that one. Late, late June, or July. Or yeah, July twenty first was our last base card. So we are pulling up on a year. Um, you know, eleven months or so so far. So, yeah, some of those rookies have been around for a fucking long time. Well, we uh. Fun. Time is linear, and we are moving towards 
Series 10. So we will, uh, we have spring training coming up, I suppose. Uh, that, that was announced, right? This week. Uh, he said that we'll have a spring training event here coming up. So that's exciting. Continue to uh, get loose and get ready for the season, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like um, next week's going to be a Threes is painting all week, radio silent. I think we'll have an LFG on Monday, and that's about it. And then the week after that, I believe you said there's going to be some trivia. I'm guessing that ties into the spring training uh, drills. I'm guessing baseball will never be hotter than June. Yeah. It's, it's going to be pretty hot in June. I agree. Baseball yeah. is going to be extremely hot around that time of the year. Yeah. So I think that, that trivia event, he said, he said live and team versus team, I believe. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure how we'll uh, have that organized, but that sounds fun. I imagine with the technical prowess that three shows and live streams, it'll go fine. <laughs> it'll be at 2 a.m. Eastern. Try to capture <laughs> it'll be some different shot. time zones. Yeah, it would be fun if we had like Indo hours and like side out, like different like round robin times and stuff like that. Like, I mean, hopefully, I, I mean, I just hope it works out where I can participate. We'll see. Yeah, as long as it's not work hours, should be okay. Yeah, you have to put some sick time in for that one. That's you, you can't be leaving uh, the monsters hanging. Yeah, my teammates out next week. I'm kind of running the show. So, oh no, it's two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good, it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, so they'll owe you one for holding the fourth down for a whole week. There you go. That's not how it works. <laughs> Quid pro quo, Clarice. Um. What else is going on? I mean, we know about the Pepe Mentor, so people are coming up with their ideas and stuff. I was I've got one. If you guys have anything else to share on yours, anything you've figured out so far? Or... Uh, I have an idea for one. I don't know if I'm going to make it public yet. I told Threes I had an idea, and he told me to not tell him anything about it yet. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try to sketch some stuff out and figure out if it's something that I'm going to try digitally or if I'm going to actually buy gouache and put it on baseball card i gotta figure out like what direction i'm gonna take it but figured i'd try my hand at sketching out a draft first i and i have no artistic abilities whatsoever but i i do like where my idea is headed not that it has any utility backing or anything like that yet i just know of the the actual art piece i want to create but i want to actually think about how it can link into the broader project before i actually say anything about it because i I feel like it would do it some injustice just to create something that doesn't have a mechanism to it or a use for it. So still trying to toy around with that. Sure. Are you going to bring your boy slime into the mix here? Let him in? No, no, I don't think so. I think I'm going to, I mean, I could ask him if he wants to do something on the Pepe mentor, but I think let him know about it. yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think I'm going to try to create this one on my own, but I would right, like, right. yeah, a slime drop would be cool. I think you should definitely run it by him. That's a great idea. Hadn't even thought about that, so appreciate it. Absolutely. What about you, Luch? I know you, you're already the uh, uh, rare Pepe veteran, Dave Cash. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, that's the thing. The Who else, you know, who knows what else these might be used for, right? Like, where he's talked about, like, yeah, you can figure out how many mints there could be on this. I would assume there's going to be some other things that, they're involved in so i don't know how much to commit to it but i have been looking for huh, two years ago when everything was hot i tried to get my uncle like into the mix a little bit um his background in the 70s he was him and another artist were doing like stoner mags in denver you know so like old like trippy illustration and stuff like that and i kind of reached out for him at the time i was like hey man like some of this stuff like we should see about getting some of your stuff on chain you know seeing he does some physical and stuff like that so like i'd looked for different ways and market kind of cooled off by the time i was able to kind of focus on him it never seemed like a good entry point now and i wonder if there's something to help him in his older ear years to get some immortality out there i think would be fun um uh like his stuff from the, like I found some on uh, eBay one time and pulled in like one of his magazines. There's pretty neat stuff. So 
if there's if there's something appropriate there, uh, that's what I would talk about. I have another idea. I mean, like I don't want to. I'm not going to shoehorn into anything, per se. But and it's not always going to be my art, probably, because I don't know if my art's thing, you know, thing. But you know, as as uh, I think the the nice thing is we kind of have the luxury of as uh, inspiration strikes to be able to capitalize on it, and I and I think that's the overall cool thing of the of the idea. Um, is it's an access point it's not a, a deadline or something so yeah I agree I, I don't really have any ideas off the top of my head I also would like to see it um, I'd like to see some people uh, experiment with it I know Reese was talking about how Chris has some pretty exciting and compelling things in the pipeline uh, Chris Truman that is and uh that's that's exciting, and he's obviously got some serious artistic chops himself, as well as uh, you know, some interesting networking abilities and, and connections. So I'm excited to see what he's got in mind. Um, I have a DM from him to follow up on this weekend. Like I think I'm gonna help get a trade going. I just haven't been able to focus on it okay. during the week, but you know he had laid out the plan, and I'm gonna help him on board a little more because he was he was in the boat of tried to mint and approve but didn't mint. yeah and like this is the kind of thing where if you have the ability to help something like this happen where it's obviously expanding the realm and facilitating what threes is envisioning with it that's the kind of thing where it's like okay we're going to loosen this up and, and figure out how to make this happen right so like chris is great um the idea is great um i'm looking forward to seeing the rollout of it and i love the idea um you know and it'll be fun to see how he proceeds with that so chris if you're listening we'll we'll talk i just overwhelmed this week and when threes mentioned um there's like a finite amount is that something that's like written in the contract that you can go look up to see like how many possible mints there are was that what he was talking well, about? well I, mean, I mean it's yeah it's one per uh, yeah. One per one and five per two. Right. So There's you're just a limited that. mint on those, you know. Oh, so it's limited to those first two Pepe drops. I see. Well, I thought the contract lane, itself. If you wanted to do mm. that, there's not many of those. Mm. Right. So you'd need five of the Gen 2s or and, one and, of the 420s. And the thing he pointed to is like, fuck, if this is. I think this will be a very fun thing. And there's a lot of runway with the amount that we already have. But six years later, we're still fucking slamming and people want to mint on this contract because it's turned into some phenomenon. You release another green and you explain, you know, what it is and you make it a XYZ to do it. Like he's not handcuffed by it, but I believe the amount that's out there is the amount that'll be out there for a while. Agreed. I don't think it's terribly dissimilar from something like, um, you know, Gray Marlenas, for example. And like, oh, yeah, and like, think about that. But like, of the one per redemptions, there's 700 something of them. I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but like, mm -hmm. that's a lot of bits, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and you know, of the five per, I think we sold what, another thousand or something, or maybe 1400. No, it was <laughs> up to like 17 or 18, I think. So like, Divide that by five. Like, that's what he meant by, like, you can tell what's out there. It's about a thousand um, mints or so, right? Yeah, like 1,100. Yeah. Bar barring other burns or uses or... Right. Know. And that's just that's assuming... That's a lot of runway. Yeah. I don't have 63 ideas to mint quite yet. I, what's funny is, like, had he not done the March Madness with the CCO... Fuck yeah, I would have dropped some CCOs in there just as a joke. Like it, it it's definitely you know in my mind of you know stuff, but like there's some other things like Kitch said. Like I think I think when I look at like how I want to interact with it, I haven't been able to sit down with it too much and I don't want to overthink it a lot, but I will have some that are mixed of like this is fun to me, this you could buy, and I I think we can't get it US based. I don't want to get in trouble with lottos. I was thinking about like having one where like of you know five of them will win some card or something like that, have some for a base draw or something. 
who knows? You know, we run it on the side. Like, I think there's so many little things you can do with it. Um, but I have some ideas. Uh, and I don't, I, I certainly won't do 10 in a row real quick of like, this is art and you should appreciate collecting it. You know, I don't want to over. I mean, you say that now, but what if, you know, you drop your mint and you just become a Pepe trillionaire? <laughs> I mean, and that's then, and then it, you know, 10Xs and you become the most famous Pepe artist that ever existed. The problem with that, it's like, I mean, with the Dave Cash, like, I need more threes art to do it. <laughs> and that was like a one time inspiration thing. But who knows? Maybe I could be arsenic, too. You know, we never know. <laughs> but it's cool. It's really cool. Uh, and and I'm ex I, I think it's very young you know, in, in to see how it rolls. And I'm excited to see how other people roll it. And I think there will be ebbs and flows of like desire for it and things like that. And um, I, I think it'll be fun to see how experimental it is and um, participating in the art project with it. Yeah, I think, I think as soon as the window opens, we're going to be presented with a lot of uh, options. I think people are going to have things ready to roll. I know that I've seen quite a bit of enthusiasm throughout the grotto and leisures. Uh, so I imagine that people are slaving away at it and uh, it'll be interesting. I think there's going to be a lot right out of the gate. That's the interesting part as well to me is like, how are we going to queue these up and what is the spacing going to look like? Like, is it just wide open? Like whenever someone thinks about, Hey, I got an idea, just go and mint it. Or is it kind of like, there's an order to these things, you know, but I don't know if that's been announced yet. I think it kind of said, you know, whenever, whenever you want to drop it, it drops. So I imagine that when that window opens up, quite a few people will have things there they want to share with the grotto. So it'll be. And I would have people think about like how close you're dropping to someone else as well. So you might want to think that through. I mean, just being smart about it, I wouldn't have four people drop them in the same week. I just, that's not my idea of it, but I mean, go for it if that's what know. you want to do. But I don't know. It could be interesting. Then, you know, perhaps there's fewer editions sold of all of those and then they're extremely rare and first, oh my God, so rare. <laughs> you could even do, uh, you know, some orange bets on the side, who's going to sell the most editions and stuff. You're going to drop on the same day. Like a, is that like a Kanye West 50 cent battle? Like back in the day. Yeah, there you go. Ratro will take that action. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. We just have so much stuff to look forward to. Um, I'm just ready to, you know, get this season started off and then all these dominoes are going to fall into place. There's just, we have such a bright future ahead. I'm excited to see where it all goes. Tez, ETH, Bitcoin, Pepe, wherever we end up, you know? Yeah, it's always always changing. Never a dull moment. Collecting on Bitcoin is such a bitch. But yeah, <laughs> an ordinal yeah. drop would be fun, but like the thing that Threes is going to realize is like, oh, cool, it costs $200 per mint. <laughs> like, <yeah>. Hooray. <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, I, I don't lament that we don't do more over there i had to set i had to learn how to use that wallet and get it all going that somehow it feels extremely counterintuitive to me i don't know uh, i kind of did it in a hurry because like counterparty you couldn't do on ledger my opsec on that one might not be as great as it should be i need to clean up my sins later um try to done a little do a little better on some of this ordinal stuff but it's still all so clunky which means we're still early. That's right. So when exactly. you say OPSEC, what are you saying? What do you mean by that? Uh, I'm talking about uh, seed security and wallet spin up and documentation and things like that. Gotcha. I knew what it meant. I just wanted the listeners to know. I don't want to explain it more. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what other yeah. topics do you guys got? I mean, we got, I don't think we got any questions this week. I don't know. Let me check it. Awesome. Maybe we did. We have explained it all. We are the Clarissas of the threesome universe. Uh, look at that. Or Drex put one in. Oh, oh thanks, thank God. Roll it. Let's do it. Hit them with it, Crouton. All right. 
Oh, it's long. <laughs> it is long. That's, that's what I was saying. Hold on. Let me make sure I can read this whole thing. Okay. Boy, also, okay. Is, isn't you, Ike, going to go into the season with your players up in the knickers? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Is that how it reads? Yeah. Full tracks, isn't it? All right. Here we go. I've been feeling my way around a new chain and mostly getting there. Not actually that hard. The gas does my head in as it will say I don't have enough, but then I have most, if not all the extra I got to make sure it's covered. Do you guys feel this is the future? It feels clunky and very much a variant. I'm thinking he's talking about ETH here. Sure. Okay. So just to kind of regurgitate, um, let's say Ordrex is trying to buy his Pepe's and it's saying the gas is going to be 0.03, but it's wanting him to have like 0.06 or 0.07. Um, the first part of that is there's advanced settings. And that's again, one of those things of like, if you're having trouble during the mint, like reach out to us during, you can open the advanced toggle and you don't want to futz around with it if you don't know what you're doing, but like it has a expected amount versus a max amount to prevent failure so it's like saying like hey this is probably 30 bucks but just in case you need to have 70 dollars ready and it's still just for the most part going to come back to the other and you can manually tweak some of those settings but like if you mess with the wrong thing a failure can result in you way overpaying so there's like just some stuff in that and that leads directly into saying yes that's a bit clunky for a normal consumer that's why why you for one and stuff like this like we open the channels and we talk each other through it um when you talk about mass adoption things like that one of the things that nifty gateway got right is it didn't feel like you were interacting with metamask right it was i was going to a store i was buying something um coinbase tried it but not enough people were adopting it's kind of at the end of the string they took too long um there's going to need to be as you onboard people there's going to need to be guardrails and interfaces that cover it that make it not look like it but at the same time um you know i used <laughs> i was trying to get uh reach a status level on american uh towards the end of the cycle and I was using my credit card with MoonPay to buy board eight kennel dogs and then selling them and then cashing it and then paying off the card and then buying and selling because they were in a very fluid state at the time. Uh, but there's transaction fees and things like that. So it was set up to where you could just be like, I'm using this card and I'm buying this thing, but those fees are still going to be in there and they're probably going to overestimate them. So like it's, going to be in the favor of the consumer for a long time to like learn it to not have someone sub like getting paid to help you get there but in all honesty um what we're doing here is a niche and it's going to be a niche for a long time um things that are going to be consumer facing are going to look a lot like top shot where you never feel like you have a a, a crypto wallet whether it's your ballers or your top shot moments or your crypto kitties or whatever it's in something that you can connect with gmail and you use usd and you you do things like that but the thing with those deals are it it flattens the curve you know as everyone in your neighborhood has something you know it's price and uniqueness will go down so it's it's actually still a nice feature that it's harder to do and that there's difficulty there in my opinion um so yeah eth and eth wallets there's known weaknesses and there's things that will continue to be proposed and done to improve those and at some level there will be services there to handhold you like moonpay and things like that that uh, by the way i'm not sponsored by moonpay i just know that they were like <laughs> onboarding celebrities with apes and things like that because they would just be like Hey, we swiped a card and it's in your account. Cool. I don't know what this is. Um, you know, it's it's a tech thing that who knows if it's ever going to look right on this chain. Or, you know, maybe it's an L2, but L2s will have their own BS that you have to deal with on bridging things like that that aren't consumer friendly. So <laughs> it's it's just one of those things that'll 
become a little more second nature and like just get someone to help you through them. But like, yeah, this, I don't, I don't think the norms are ever getting onboarded into threes Pepe drops, but more people who are native to the space could be, would be the summation. Yeah. Also, depending on what it is you're doing, the kind of transaction and the time sensitivity of it, you can bump the gas down um, pretty pretty aggressively, which will save you some money. Um, but obviously with things like the Pepe drop, if it's you know, 69 minutes, you gotta be careful because if that thing doesn't process, by the time the window closes, you are not going to get those. So that's a problem. But in a, in a situation where let's say you're moving stuff, from a hot wallet to a cold wallet, and it's not necessarily that time sensitive, you could uh, you know, at least throughout the day, gas just typically is pretty low in the you know late night, early morning EST, you know, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Um, obviously, every day is different. Depends on what's going on. And, and you know, during, during shitcoin season, gas was extremely high all the time, but seems like we're kind of through that and gases you know, come back down a fair bit. So depending on what it is you're doing, um, transactions can be you know, made, made less expensive by bumping the gas down in your settings. But, you know. And, and to loop back into the how does that affect normies is like the first time you do that, finding out, oh, shit, I need this to clear before I can do other things. So if like something that would stick people when stuff was hot, like 2000. 2021 hot people would be like oh i was sending this one thing over and then all of a sudden there's some surprise mint they're like i can't get my other transaction to finish and they'd be screwed so like i'm 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 yeah it definitely is an option but like it again comes down to like a uh hey maybe check with somebody first before you like try to drop it all the way down like there's there's a high chance you might just like nerf your wallet for a couple days or like (laughs) and, and that's that's another thing where it's not user intuitive to like pump that up sometimes the pump up fails and things like that so like it there's 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 a cost in and a, a difficulty level to do in business there but that's a good point um yeah so like when you're moving things around like if your three z needs to move over to a ledger not ledger anymore fuck ledger but like uh, <laughs> uh to a cold wallet um yeah do it they've had a week ledger's had a weird week I don't know if any of you guys followed any of that. If not, fill me in, please. Oh, so this actually, so this is, uh, Crouton, are you, are you in the loop on it at all? Have you seen any of this? I am not. I've been out of pocket this week. This actually rolls in with Ordrex's point of, because uh, like, how does, how does Ordrex uh, talk about it for like mainstream or whatever? Can you reread that last part of the question? Yeah. He's got a few more, but I'll, uh, it says, uh, oh, really? Yeah, uh, so do you guys feel this is the future? It feels clunky and very much a variant. And very what? A variant. Mm. I I still think it's the future. Um, I think some of the complexity is part of the safety, right? The the idea here, and I must I, I may have gotten away from the point a little bit. The idea is to have a <laughs> an what is the word? Immutable ledger to show ownership. Like apply that to anything, ownership of coin, ownership of, you know, these are still tokens, ownership of items. You don't want someone to be able to break that and, 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 you know, be able to say like, no, I actually own this and they didn't pay you for it or process it properly or mint it. Right. So like, I still think it is the future who's using it is a question, right? Like there's going to be different chains that are, more friendly, like Flow. Um, this is not an endorsement of any Flow products, but just saying uh, they are very easily a consumer-friendly digital ownership, but it's a closed ecosystem and stuff, right? Like, so there's certain things you don't want to be, like, if the Canadian government all of a sudden bans Flow, like, where do they go and stuff like that? You want to have stuff that can exist even when places shut things down. So that's, that's why I still firmly believe in in things like this so um so ledger this week and do your own research blah 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 introduced a product that's going to be on the next firmware release 
for some of their models, the newer models, that allows you to pay $10 a month to have a service that you could have done KYC for to get your seed phrase restored with sharded encrypted backups that go to three sources. And the real problem with that was everybody going, hold on, you know, we asked last year, is there ever a chance your seed could come out of the ledger? And you said no. And now you're saying the device that existed at that point in time is one firmware update away from the chip being able to send that information out in some format that's recoverable. Now, there is the thing about normal people coming in and people being able to use these chains of, can you be expected to keep your little metal wallet all the time and always have your words somewhere safe and blah, blah, blah. And what's your guardrails on a, on a, on a wallet? And at the other point, it's for the user base that's here today, the more established user base, we don't want an option for something to come out of this. We want you to make a new device you know, for this thing, but like everybody wants to figure out a way to do, sell a subscription, right? Everybody wants a way to sell an insurance thing. So it's like this thing of like, I'm sitting on like 10 old, le 10 ledgers, um, you know, that I've bought as you go along because you make redundancies and you do other things. And it's like, it's not what I was buying. <laughs> you know, I was buying something that I thought was a closed chip that was showing it had it, but no way for it to leave it. And we're, and then like their comms team, like completely shit the bed this week. Of like saying like, oh no, we could always do this. It was just a firmware update away. And it's like, and it like, it was condescending and poorly communicated and stuff. So there's a lot of trying to figure out, you know, the trust level again, because it's like a group that's saying like, you know, they've got a proprietary software and a proprietary device, right? And they've shown a complete inability to read the room on who their user base is now. And they're quote unquote, preparing for the next group and it's like it's 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 definitely got it's definitely worth looking into uh and the thought is that if you don't have this firmware already this next release or whatever that's out there you could just buy a trezor import the seed from your current one never go back and like nothing ever got out but it's just like now that seed of doubt exists there that they're saying like oh no we always could have done a way for it to come out it's like you motherfucker, <laughs> right? So uh, it plays, I think that plays in kind of to Ordrex's question about like, how do these things look like as the future? The answer is still a long way to go when things like basic security can be called into question over like one tweet, right? Or one product launch or one firmware release. So it's it's rough out there, but we get to have fun with it. And I can guarantee you hackers are already like, once that firmware is out there. That's the thing. It's like, once you introduce a door, uh, their whole communication is around like, no, you have to opt into the service. You have to opt into this. And it's like, you've introduced, you put a window there. The window may be closed. Maybe I'm supposed to have to open that window. But is there a way for someone to open the window? And that's, that's thank you, thank you for calling that point out. Because that is the main part of like the, the fuck do I do now, right? Of like, yes, I trust them as a company to have a verifiable process to release new firmware. Although we've seen two years ago, a security company where their software release page had gotten backdoored and they were releasing their own firmware things, you know, like they were sitting in the firmware door. And I can't remember what it was called. It was a pretty high level bit of fuckery. Um, but like, you're not supposed to have something that's supposed to be a closed ecosystem, one firmware update away from everyone getting completely fucked. And that's why we know we're in an early process that it's hard to say, yes, this is the future, but it's a scary, you know, future where you have to be on your toes all the time. Feels like 2021. Yeah. That's uh, uh might be time for me to get a treasure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But brand new, research. new, and this 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 isn't just for this the room right now. Do some research on what's going on. Don't panic, but start to look at next moves. And I am looking at other items, right? So, if it's not Trezor, are what other things have you looked into? Do your own research, obviously. But um, I'll, I'll I, we can post it in the morning. There's uh. <sighs> 
Lattice Pro supposedly has the same kind of thing where it could be, you know, updated. Like, that's the thing. It's like all these supposedly can. The thing with Trezor is that since it's open source, I guess it's more safe for the releases to come. Um, and there was another brand of one that people talk about. It's really hard for me to say something like that because so much is riding on it. Agreed. Yeah. But I'm looking into what I'm doing next. Yep. Ordrick right, didn't have a second part of the question where he was yeah. asking. Um, yeah. So here it is. It says uh, also these sub coins or altcoins, how and why are they often tied to ETH? How, how and why are they tied to ETH? Yes. Oftentimes, like, why do they choose ETH to be on versus another chain? Either of you have any thoughts or opinions or knowledge on that? I think ETH I mean, is I popular. Assume, That's yeah, I would assume it's, it has to do with that as opposed to something like, you know, the way that 3P is on Tez, for example. There's just a lot more eyeballs on ETH would be my... Uh, I, there are... Guess shit coins on other chains but it's like ease of deployment is like ox quit the week before made a smart contract i mean like smart contracts on eth are good right like erc 20s are easy to make any of us can make an erc 20 but you know figuring out a liquidity pool getting momentum those are different things but like he spun up a contract where you just put the name and you assign an amount that you want to seed into it and then you can assign an amount that you're going to lock up and for how long. And it'll immediately do all the steps to deploy it. And as soon as he launched that, people were watching. Like, I bought the first one to come off it. And of course, it shit the bed, whatever. But, like, it's so easy to do that. But it's so easy to screw up. Like, to mess up your liquidity pool settings and things like that. Or to not get momentum on it. It's There's a lot to it. But, like, really, it's where is the attention? It's attention economy. Like, if the attention was, I mean, like, look, three penny has a liquidity pool. You fuckers work around it all the time, you know, and just do offshore trades. So, like, why do we even seed it? Right? Like, I, I've had a couple hundred locked up in there, just like, you know, hey, trying to help make sure that if people need to swap, they do. And then there's always in the off channel, like, uh, I think I could save ten cents here if we trade. And it's like, you're, it's part of like the infrastructure, like. And that's me just arguing in my own self thing. But like, if you look on QuipUsop, there's other coins there. But who the fuck cares? Like, right? The attention's not there and the money isn't there. Shit coins are go where the money is. There will be layer twos that trade them because it's cheaper fees. But at the same time, if the money's not like bridged over there and people don't give a shit, it's not going to happen. So it's just like, I've got my contractor in my house asking me about buying Pepe, right? He was like, Hey, uh, in a week or two, I'm going to just bring my laptop over. Show me how to do that MetaMask thing. Sure. You know, like, but it's like, it's, it's one, you're one stop away from it. Whereas any layer two, you're a couple stops away, a bridge, a timing, you know, there's delays there. And it's just, the real answer is ERC 20s are easy to release. So, you know, everybody's on there. I mean, Bitcoin and BTC 20s are popping off, but they're the stupidest looking things because it's actually an ordinal saying how much of the coin you have and you trade the ordinal of the coin. I got my first BTC 20s this week and it's just like a wrapped value on a picture that says you have 584 Zbit. And it's like, great. That's it's wild. Our contract thing, right? Like ETH, it makes sense. You're swapping, you're pooling, you're doing DeFi, right? Like so. All right, next question for more directs. Um, lastly, gas as a thing for running the network. Is this the future, the past, or just a transitional stage? I have thoughts, but I also just don't want to lead off every one of these. Do you guys? Okay. I'm illiterate to this kind of stuff, to be honest with you. Go ahead, Luke. So I'll go back to the other side land mint last year, which was an absolute clusterfuck. And a period of time I greatly regret. The network is working as intended. The idea is that things need to move along and process and send. But it also needs to not be able to be spammed. So if you've got someone who wants to clog up the network, they're going to have to pay for that. And that's the point of gas. Um, it, what we saw like on 
Matic, um, which is uh, L2, Polygon, right? Matic's the fuel for that, right? Someone tried to release a game on Polygon late 21. I'll, these details won't be exactly right, but someone released a game and within the first day, the way it was coded, it was inefficient and it was eating up 60 plus percent of the transaction values on that chain within 24 hours. And it's not like it was this super popular thing everybody was going to. It just sucked, right? Like it wasn't designed well. It wasn't, but it was like cheap transaction stuff. So they were able to just like, they were, <laughs> the way they had that game added into the system, basically DDOS. What's the name of the attack? Is it DDOS? Um, uh, distributed denial of service. Yeah. Um, they were the game was basically DDoSing the chain it was on. Um, so as far as layer ones, and like well, gas isn't ETH specific, Bitcoin, you have sats that you're paying, if I'm saying that wrong, whatever. Even Tez has gas, but it just moves at a different level right now, right? Like it's not set up the same way. Like ETH came from yeah, it's supposed to keep getting better and better. Like eventually we're gonna reduce the fees but like vitalik i'll go back to the, the other side mint uh immediately after people were breaking down the ape the contract for it and saying like screw yuga your contract was inefficient it's correct the contract wasn't efficient and they should have done the allow listing differently it just shouldn't have ever been a problem they over allocated which fuck that because they had people kyac and stuff like that never should have happened but Vitalik was saying, even if we had done these efficiencies, it still would have ramped up to that amount if people wanted to beat the other people. So gas fees, all you have to think about it is a nightclub. Ratcho's at the front of the line. I'm at the back. I pull out $200. Ratro pulled out 10. I'm in front of Ratro. That's all it is. Every block is saying is like an open bid saying, all right, who was, who was here? And like all 60 people walk up. All right, who wants to pay the most now that you're in here? Like if you want to increase the fee or whatever, that's the order you're processed. And that's how sandwich attacking on coins works is someone will actually get in line twice, get ahead of the of a coin order if it's not executed properly, ramp up or drop down the price of the coin drastically you'll spend like 50 ETH on something to alter the price then let the other person execute their poorly set up order and then they'll do another thing to like sell back and like undo what they did and like there's these things within there that you can like take advantage of but like gas in general keeps the network from being from collapsing it keeps it from being attacked because you have to intend to do what you want to do <laughs> And you have to pay for the right for that. So yeah, it's it's an anti-spam. It's an anti-DDoS measure. It it should self-regulate, and it's not perfect, but it will continue to be a part of a functioning chain, in my opinion. Um, although I think efficiencies will continue, and we'll see certain prices of that alter but you will see heightened times that's why shitcoin season makes gas prices go up is because you've got mev bots running around sandwich attacking people so they are they don't care if they can if they can siphon off half an eth from you they will pay 0.3 in gas to do it if they can siphon off 10 eth from you they'll pay 8 eth in gas in a transaction and just ramp it up uh in 21 we'd see it <laughs> the vogu mint um, you know, gas was $2,000 each, but it was like to make sure you could buy something that you could then turn around and sell for an ETH, you know? So it was like, it made sense at the time. And it just, it's, it's a fair way of doing it versus first come first serve. Cause you'll never beat bots. Um, that's, that's my take on it. Um, where does the gas money go? Oh, so this, <clears throat> it, it, it's, Depends on if you asked that question two years ago versus now. Uh, you can actually look at Etherscan and get an idea. 
at this point, Crouton, I don't know if you know off the top of your head, some of it is burnt out. So the fun thing right now is ever since the merge, ETH has gotten to a point where it will become deflationary. So shitcoin season's fun if you're holding ETH because it is burning supply of ETH faster than we're generating it. So the proof of stake stuff awards you for staking your ETH. And on this, I think there's tips that go to the miners and there's this part of the supply is burn out. I don't think it directly awards out the whole thing to miners anymore. And that's why you get less sold out. Part of that could be slightly wrong. But if you look at Etherscan, you actually can look at blocks and see how much was burnt out of the system. And that's why there's that thing of like, there's a the, the middle part of like a MetaMask transaction is your tip to the miner. So there's your gas speed and there's also your tip. And so like when things are hot, you would increase the tip as well, but you're not getting that back if your transaction fails. So there's certain things you have to be careful of. So there's like a normal recommended, and then you can also jack it up if you know what you're doing. Yeah, um, on Etherscan, you can also see you know, what what contracts are, you know, the top 50 gas guzzlers. It says. So it shows, you know, what contracts or accounts are consuming most gas over the past 24 hours so yeah that's i'm not sure exactly what percentage of that is I'm looking at it right now i imagine this is actually i'm not sure what percentage of it is burned to be clear um but is luch is correct that yes ever since the merge portion of that is actually burned making it deflationary and again there's a link it's something like and don't Google this halfway and get your wallet hacked, but I'll find it. It's like something like really sound money or sound money or something like that. And it's, you can like toggle a switch and see what, how much ETH would be available if the merge hadn't happened and versus now and where we're trending. And it's the reason why, if you believe in the chain, you want to start stacking it. Cause like, we're going to keep burning some and we're going to, you know, especially when activity's heavy, we're burning more than we're making. So we would have had a lot more, supply if the merge hadn't happened last year because we would be it, i mean eth would probably be half the price it is right now like it would have not had a backing to not collapse i think hmm. well, i'd like to thank or drex for asking those questions i think i've learned a pretty good amount from that i appreciate it luch yeah, yeah. and as we're delving into the chain like it helps to know you know some of that stuff and like i said i'm probably 70 percent right <laughs> Hey, I was at zero, so I feel a lot better about it. I mean, with Tez, gas was so negligible that I didn't even think about that kind of stuff. So, I'm, I mean, something similar happens with Tez, right? I would imagine, you know, gas is being spent on every transaction and it's going somewhere. Um, I don't know if it's deflationary or not, but. Yes, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know where the fees go. I do know that, you know, if you're adding a tip, it's no, it's not dissimilar from ETH in that it's going to the miners, but I don't know what happens to the actual, you know, the base fee, if you will. I don't know if it's burned or, or what. Do you know? Do you get flagged as a podcast if we talk about tipping miners too much? <laughs> <laughs> Do we get on a watch list? Miners with all need. about crypto mining. Yeah. Put us on that watch list, not another. Yeah, I don't know which watch list is worse these days. Seems uh, like everybody hates both groups. Let's 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 assume it's still the one that's terrible. Yes. Let's let's. I do know which one is worth kitsch. You should too. <laughs> yes, I also agree. <laughs> uh, did we have anything else we said we were going to talk about? I that was kind of an example of the. Do you guys want us to talk about some other stuff? Like the question was relevant to our ecosystem move, but that was kind of fun to delve into. Yeah, we'll go over uh, Fast X next time. You can give us your breakdown. Dude, Jason Momoa is so good. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'll just say this. There's a scene on the trailer that I've been so excited about for two months. Because, like, all right. <laughs> Without going too much. I'm sorry, Threes. You gave it to the <laughs> just trying to gather himself right now. Uh, funny. Vin Diesel, early in his career, man. Ah. Uh, like I know he did some stuff that was a little popular, but like I really liked him as like an actor. Um, Saving Private Ryan, like Boiler Room, Pitch Black was super dope as far as a sci-fi movie, and it was 
very much in part to his performance. Knock around guys was a lot of fun. His last 10 years is, you know, like, man, I, my body's a mess, right? I'm not going to talk about someone's body, but like he's older and it's kind of hard to like do muscle correctly there. So he's always, he can't act as much because he's always got his shoulders in front of him to keep his arms forward. And like ever, I don't remember which one they really got into this, but the last couple movies, they really try to do like the emotion stuff and like it, they really do it too many scenes. And they're all like very chat GPT, like dialogue things um, where it's very boilerplate. There's a lot of the arms in front and just like, I just want to tell you the road of life is fast, but it's part of a rewarding life or whatever. Um, But stuck in that movie is also Jason Momoa playing this amazing, like it's almost like a Joker level villain without getting too like out of reality his like his mind is just a little broken uh he has like a tea party for I don't, not too many spoilers but there's a tea party for a couple of his dead henchmen where he's just having a conversation it's very joker level in that scene there's like a reference where he's like uh you know do you like swan lake i think you're more of a nutcracker guy and then like his movements, like all of a sudden there's a Swan Lake theme playing that's like a cool version of it. And like not something that I think the audience for this is very used to. He's in a better movie. It's kind of like a review I read of the first Venom where it was talking about like Tom Hardy is in a much different movie than every other actor in this movie. <laughs> you know, like his stuff is great. Everything else is crap. So it's like, it's not like quite like that level. So like, it's a bit of ridiculous. I appreciate but man, Momoa was a treat last night. I don't know. I praise. I'll have, to watch, I'll have to get caught up on the first nine and then go watch the 10. And don't forget the spinoff hops and Shaw. Like, get the whole experience. Like, I bowed out at three. Tokyo yeah. Drift was my last uh, foray. So much drifting. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Paul Walker. There was Family. a car that worked a night shift at the old building I was at. And it had on the back uh, a decal that had the dude you almost had me uh, on the back with the dates of his life. So never forget. (laughs) I don't think think anyone could. Monster specific. uh, If you're ever looking for a good Paul Walker movie, you might have missed Tammy and the T-Rex. Denise Richards, Paul Walker. uh, He may get murdered early on and his brain put in an animatronic T-Rex. Pretty good time. That movie I've ever seen. I've never heard of that in my life. What year was that? 96, 95. It was kind of lost to history. They did like a PG 13 release and like nerfed it. But like a couple years ago, Vinegar Syndrome found an original reel in France and restored it. And it's amazing. So threesomes, right? Yeah. You guys have some homework. We got a week off, watch a couple movies. I gotta watch Magnolia first before I watch yes. Fast Fast and the Furious or Fast Tanner, whatever it's called. If do you uh Crouton, do you have a physical device for watching movies still or are you all streaming? Um yeah, I'm all streaming. That's okay. fine. Um I wonder if the special features are maybe just like check YouTube after for like some okay. of the special features. I, I went through uh, Hulu and Netflix and no dice there. I got to check Amazon. So I'll, uh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll find it. Then yeah. I was going to say the, the criterion special features on it. Just there's extra stuff. <laughs> like okay. there's a full uh, like Tom Cruise is a self-help guru. There's like a full seminar type thing on there and like that you can access or I'll have to go back through it. Um yeah, it's not available for streaming. You can get it on YouTube, Apple TV, or Amazon for three bucks. I got it. Three dollars. That's that's appropriate. Two ninety nine. I should have left it at three. Killed it. <laughs> okay. it. And that's Magnolia. Oh boy. <laughs> I think that's all we had this week. Um, you know, I I like that too. We'll do some uh, segment stuff. See if we can work in some other talk. And obviously when we get in season, we'll have season, but like this was, this was a fun week, you know, it's exciting. The Pepe contract's exciting. 
we're still like in road building stuff. So we're, we're very close to. Oh, I can't wait for us to get into a full stride when we're just breaking down everything that happened in the, Oh my God. Lots of oh. art stuff like that. Yeah. All good. Oh yeah. All right, guys have a great weekend. Um, we'll uh, see you in the grotto on Monday. Awesome. Thank you. Bye everyone. Thank okay. you.